Hello, and welcome back to another episode of TikTok Marketing Podcast. I'm your host, Joel. And I'm Sam. We are so thrilled to have you today. And we've got a very, very special and uh, kind of different episode going on today. Sam, you want to uh, introduce what we have going on? Yeah, we have a very special guest today. His name is Kyle Kaplanis. He is the head of talent at Project Z. That is a talent management company that specializes in working with TikTok creators. And they have some of the biggest stars on the platform on the roster, like Spencer X. That was one of my first and favorite TikTok stars when I first got on the platform. And he's just going to have so much amazing insight for us. And we're excited to get started today and hear what he has to say. Welcome to the show, Kyle. Can you uh, give us a little background on how you started Project Z, your TikTok journey? Hey, guys. Thank you again, Joel and Sam, for having me on your show. I'm really pumped to be here. And you know what's interesting? This is going to be a really crazy story. Um, my story of where I got to where I am right now to be able to represent and exclusively represent creators like Michael Lee, um, who's got you know 50 million followers in Spencer X and, and a dozen others, it, it, it starts with this. I, I actually was not even in this field, crazily enough. I was not in marketing. I wasn't in uh, social media. I had nothing. I had no knowledge of digital space whatsoever, which is crazy. So my background is actually I was a respiratory therapist in the healthcare field, not even close, night and day. <laughs> um, <laughs> so what, what happened was that my, my daughter, you know, we, we moved, we were living in the UK. We actually moved to Canada. She didn't know anybody. So she started using TikTok, right? It just, it just launched. It was like August, 2018. She started using it. It was just a great way to pass time, make stupid videos. Well, she started using her, her skills. We actually owned a dance school in the UK as well. Um, and so she started using her dance skills at the time, which, which then blew up. Like all of a sudden she started getting these followers was going crazy. And we were like, what, what's happening? So, you know, she went from like zero to 10,000 then 10,000 to 600,000. And then now she's at 2.4 million followers. But along that process is like, we were getting, I was hearing on, on LinkedIn cause I use LinkedIn a lot for my professional life and I was on there plugging away. And I saw a lot of people talking about TikTok, but really down, like downplaying it, like saying, you know, this app is crazy just for kids. And there was a couple of people just reaching out about marketing and things. And people were like bashing them, like, no way. Our brand will never be on TikTok. It's just for kids. And and some people, like my daughter started, I told her, I said, hey, Jade, let's like use LinkedIn. And she's like, what is LinkedIn? So we started creating like content over there. And at first she was getting, hey, like get your TikTok crap off of LinkedIn. This doesn't belong here. So what we decided was, hey, let's do a series on how to like incorporate what she is doing on how brands can get started. And it just started going crazy. Like she was getting some serious viral videos on LinkedIn, started going really big. So brands started reaching out. She was like on tons of podcasts. She got invited to go speak around the world for, for conferences. And we got introduced to a connection who was in the digital media space on the YouTube side. And he said, holy smokes, this is like seeing a movie again for the first time. I mean, like a movie, a replay of the movie, like a Spider-Man reboot, how it's like, how, how many Spider-Mans do they have? It's the same video. We know the idea. So he's like, this is TikTok again, like a YouTube relaunch. So he reached out to me because I kind of introduced him through LinkedIn and seeing our content. And he was like, Kyle, like, let's, let's work together, man. Maybe you can come over here and let's start a, let's start an, a TikTok management agency. And I'm like, dude, I have no experience, man. What? And he's like, no, 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 this is great. 
we I love your fresh idea and approach because TikTok is a different beast. We don't want the you know the people with the outside perspectives uh, of working with influencers from YouTube and Instagram to uh, mess it up. And you're doing such a great job with your daughter. Just come over here, and the rest is history. This is where we kind of got started started reaching out to talent because realizing it is a different beast and these people are new in this space as well, like me. So we're able to, you know, come into this wild west nature together and be able to build this. And 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 now here we are. So it's been a, it's been a blast. Wonderful. Can you give us a little bit of what your day to day looks like and how you're helping creators? Just walk us through that a little bit. Yeah, for sure. So Project C is a full service talent management agency. So we um, not only work with our creators and helping them build their their personal brand, but we you know we do product development for them, be able to develop themselves further than what they are to become a household name and and do things outside of that. And then we also help manage their brand deal flow. So on a day to day basis, I'm talking to agencies like yourself who are working with creators and helping be able to feed in those those branded content. So on my day to day is I'm constantly reaching out to my uh, my creators and talking with the brands and being that liaison to make sure that we create videos that are going to work really well for both the creator and the brand. And, and that's what I do just constantly on a day to day. I'm I'm visiting people and, and reaching out to new creators that I find that are very interesting as well to see if we're able to work with them and help them out. We get this question a lot, but a few years ago, could you imagine yourself having a whole job based on TikTok? No, honestly, I, my life has been like this crazy roller coaster. Like any year from now, I'll probably have a conversation with myself. Like, how did I get here? But I would have <laughs> no idea. Like I would have thought it was an absolute joke if somebody told me that, you know, three years uh, like if this was three years ago, that I'd be in where I am right now. There'd be no way. And uh, Kyle, what was kind of like the uh, eureka moment of, oh, whoa, TikTok might really be something bigger than uh, what everybody else thinks it is. <laughs> I think the biggest shift was, you know, because I was in early with my daughter and helping her do this was when I saw so many misconceptions. The funny thing is how I saw this was a eureka moment was when I started seeing the brands shifting and talking about it and those people that were like really bashing it were starting to use tiktok that's when i was like hey this is this is it they're actually on tiktok now like you pop up and they're like hey follow me on tiktok and that's where i was like wow like this is here to stay so you have a unique perspective because you're working on the creator side and working directly with them and many times we are on the opposite side with brands that need creative content and they need to reach out to different creators to get videos for them. Sometimes that's for them to be posting. Sometimes it's for their ads. But we wanted to get your perspective on the creator side. One, is there anything a brand should have in mind before reaching out to creators? Yeah. So the, one of the number one things, and I think a lot of brands have this buttoned up approach where they feel like they're 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 set in their ways on on how they think marketing should look but what a brand really needs to do is kind of let go of some of that control i think it's really really important to give the creator and have they have as much creative control as possible yes you can give them you know a, a product to be able to be displayed or say some key message messaging but it's really important to let the creator do it in their own voice because they are experts to their followers. Let's say they have 50 million followers. It wasn't that brand that built that, 
relationship with those audience, it's that creator. So they know exactly what their audience likes to hear, listen, and how to do that. So I think as a brand that is looking to work with the creator, it's really letting go, letting the creator have some control and, and being able to let them navigate the audience in the right way. I'm really glad you said that because we have found time and time again that the times that a client says, I want a video to look like X, Y, and Z, and they're not happy unless it looks exactly like that. Mm -hmm. Those videos overall never, and I say never do as well as the times that they give the creator a lot of creative freedom. And there's just more of, here's what we want you to do, a general, a general gist, go to town, see what Absolutely. you create, make yeah. it in your own voice. Those ones exactly. always do better. 100%. And the thing is that not only does it feel awkward for the creator, because it does, they're not, they're not salespeople or they would be in a sales position doing it, or they'd be in that marketing team doing the job at these brands, but they're not. So it makes them feel awkward. I see it working firsthand with my daughter to see her. She's done videos like that, totally flopped, but also the audience, they can read inauthenticity like that. Because if you see a video that is really branded, like you can tell a, a, a brand said XYZ that it needs to look like this. The comment section are like, sell out. This is crap. This is an ad. I never unfollowed somebody so fast. Those are like the top comments you see. And it's it doesn't do that brand justice at all. It just makes them look really you know cheap and, and lazy and, and not native to the platform where now people have a negative perception of that brand and it goes against everything they were initially trying to do. No, yeah, I think that's a, a great point. And it's so important to let creators do what they do best, which is, you know, create TikTok content and not just, you know, fall victim to exactly what a what a brand wants. Cal, would you talk a little bit about some of the different creators that uh, you do work with and kind of the type of content that they're creating? Yeah, for sure. So like Michael Lee is one of, you know, one of our top ones and he's done some phenomenal uh, ads like for Walmart and Doritos and, you know, some of these top Fortune 500 companies because he's doing a really fun approach. Not only is he a, one of the top dancers on the app, but he's really broken off as well and created a really fun family channel called the Shalove Family, which they have their own show on YouTube right now. Um, and they're doing a lot of interesting things. But the reason why I like bringing up the family channel content is that is something that brands love because it relates to anybody in the household. Do you have kids like he has his little brothers, Daniel and Jonathan, who participate, his mom participates, his sister uh, Tiffany participates in the video. And that's really fun. And then you have somebody like Spencer, who's done such a phenomenal job working with brands with his beatboxing because he can create a unique sound. So he did a really fun collaboration with Tums recently where he created, you know, like the Tums song while well, he redid it and reinvented it with a beatboxing thing where then there was no licensing issues or anything. Cause it was an original sound created by him where he gave permission to you. So I think him being able to do that unique sound creation for brands is really helpful for them without having to get licensing, um, running into those, you know, cause now we're TikToks reached that stage where the, the brands are running into that. They have to use a commercial library. We're working with them. We have a couple other family channels. We are working with, um, some creators in the DIY space, which is really fun. So people who are using like home renovations or they're doing DIY projects within their homes. Uh, we're seeing a ton of activations with brands on that side with like Lowe's, Home Depot's um, and, and other products. So it's really fun. And and for some of our listeners that are, you know, not as familiar with kind of the, the power of TikTok, would you just kind of share what type of reach, you know, something like uh, Spencer X's uh, Tom Pro, Tom's promo could have? 
Yeah, for sure. So like he did a video recently with Invisalign. He did a, a beatboxing video where he was wearing an Invisalign guard and had to do a beatboxing while it was while he was wearing it. And you know, a video like that generated an organic reach of 35 million views, which is insane. And the cool thing is, like, it he didn't have to sell it. He just you know showed clicking it in, um, and that's the whole purpose of of being organic like that. Is it just showed wow, that was really fun. That's an easy click in. And he was still able to perform his beatboxing to the full nature, which is really important because sometimes, you know, you might have those like misconceptions. Can I still speak with it? Is it going to be embarrassing to wear? But he was still able to perform, you know, at the top performance level, which was really cool. Um, and then, you know, we see people like our, our other talent who's growing huge right now. She's gained like 2 million followers in the last 10 weeks is uh, Natalie Rose who people have seen her, she has, everyone's trying to guess her job right now. And she's working with a lot of brands, unique brands like UFC, you know, Top Golf, Detroit Lions and, and everything like that. And she's generating views within like 20 million. Her average right now, if you pull up her analytics in the TikTok marketplace, she's averaging like 7.5 million views per video organically, which is insane. That is crazy. And I, I love how <laughs> by working with these creators, a lot of times these brands are doing much more creative ads, honestly, than they would if they were just going the traditional routes. Things that they probably hadn't even thought about when they were having their brainstorming sessions. Yeah, exactly. Uh, another good example I like to bring up is Emily Yurge, um, I think her name is. She's has a really unique approach to you. Might have seen her on your For You page by she's doing redoing logos for brands, but in the dumbest way. Have you seen her pop up on your phone? I, I, I have. I know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> she did one like again with the Detroit Lions, but she said Detroit Lions and then made the logo with just like lines on their shirt. And she <laughs> she redid TikTok's logo, McDonald's, Amazon. Um, and what's fun is that these brands are being involved in a fun way and they all change their logos to her design. Um, they still have them in there. So you'll see TikTok's logo right now on their TikTok profile is is completely like it just looks they all look trash but it's a it's a whole like, <laughs> it's, it's it's done on purpose in a fun way and amazon's logo it's not even spelt right it's like a-m-s-o-n with like a little box and it's like horrible font and amazon actually sent her a package with that logo design <laughs> on it like <laughs> with like the whole tape and everything with her logo design it was just hilarious but that's another fun way for brands to get involved is is just being involved with these creators in the comment section or or being involved in a, in a fun, unique way. I love that. Taking it a step further of not just using them to create videos, but actually interacting with them. If right. somebody does a video about your brand, notice that. Make a video responding to that, like Amazon sending back a box with that. People right. love these ongoing stories on TikTok and people are following that. They love to see, oh, I remember when they posted that and now Amazon responded this way. That's mm -hmm. just way, that's a great way to just snowball and keep the momentum going to get more reach and more people talking about you. Exactly. I think it's a great way for like a consumer. You think of a, it as a brand, but you don't, you forget sometimes that there's real people behind there actually listening. So I think it's a great way for them to be able to comment or participate in sending something is they realize, oh, Amazon actually, there's real people there. They actually care. They're listening. They're paying attention. Um, and same goes for any brand. It just shows like that validation. And I think that's really important to um, create customer loyalty and awareness and, and everything like that within your brand. Another question I have for you is a lot of times 
brands might pick out, okay, these influencers would be perfect, but then it's a whole step of actually reaching out to them and making sure they're interested. And obviously there's lots of different things going on in creators' lives, but what suggestions do you have for brands that one, want to reach out to them, the best way to reach out and get their attention, mm-hmm. and two, to make sure the offer looks appealing? Perfect. That's a great question because that's something we see a lot. I think brands, one of the biggest uh, mistakes that they make when reaching out to creators is it's very generic. So they'll just copy paste format. Um, they might have a really cool, unique concept to it, but they, they're they not even doing their research on who they're sending it to. So I think making a personal message for one is going to get somebody's attention within that. And it might take a little bit more time, but maybe saying, hey, you'd be a great fit because of X video you've made in the past or something. Now they're thinking, okay, you actually know who I am. Um, for two, it is a great way to say, hey, this is what we're thinking overall. Could you share with us some of your tips on how you can incorporate this within your own style. So the brands that we're working with closely with, you know, some of our creators have done a really good job on saying, Hey, we, this, we know what you're doing. This is kind of our idea. How can you make this fit versus just being such a cookie cutter shape saying, this is what it needs to look like period point blank, where a lot of creators don't like that. And they'll pass on these opportunities a ton when they could have been a great fit. They just didn't see them as a good fit because they didn't feel like the brand they didn't care about their expertise with their channel. And that, and that makes a lot of sense. And even from, you know, a brand's perspective, they're, they're probably missing the point that they'll, they'll have better videos from the creators that they're, that they're working with. If they give them that creative control that we, that we keep talking about. Yeah, exactly. Or even just that validation that they know who they are. You don't even, I have access to all of our creators inboxes. I'm constantly helping them respond. For our top ones, it's pretty few and far between for them to like be cookie cutter. But for some of our smaller tier creators that are, you know, a million less that we are working with, a lot of times they have that. And then sometimes they even respond after you say we're interested. They're like, cool, can you share with us your TikTok channel? And that really, it makes me crazy because I'm like, oh, you, how do you even find this? Like, do you even know who that person is? Now you have to go research because they're interested. And it's just, it makes me and the creator not feel important enough um, to even want to work with that brand. So that, that that's a mistake that they make. They really should add that personal touch to it to make them, the creator feel, this brand really wants to work with me. I want to do a good job for them now. Exactly. I, I love that. And I think we forget, especially when you're a brand, that the creators, they're marketing themselves. Their videos are about them. So it's it's very personal. And to make them feel important and to show that you value what they're creating and show you that you've taken the time to look up what they're doing. That makes them one, feel important, want to do a better job for you. And it just is a better way to cultivate that relationship to go through that path to getting from here's our idea to getting a deal done. Yeah, absolutely. And I think like the more smooth you are in the back end with communicating like you said, that the creator wants to do a good job and then it's going to be a really good performing video for, for everybody else. So it really like just that first initial message can be what it takes to make or break a video to have success. And it sounds weird, but that first message can really create the, um, the energy around that, that whole idea. The next question I want to go into is, is one that I imagine completely varies depending on the creator size but budgeting. So if you're a brand, you, you're not going to get these videos for free and you need to figure out, okay, what type of budget do I have? 
And based off of that, what type of creator can I go after? The larger the creator, the more expensive they're going to be. Yep. Are you able to give us a idea of the best way to budget and based off of those budgets, what type of creators you can go after? And is there any tips or tricks to maybe getting more than you originally thought or get a bargain, if you will, for these different budgets? Perfect. Yeah. Great question. The reason why you're asking is pr probably because you get that question a lot from, from brands and advertisers. So that is a really good one. Uh, we see, you know, budget varies throughout, even for our top creators and things like that. So what I would suggest for, you know, figuring out, you want to find the creator that you're looking for, that you really like, that you think would fit best. And you can add in a lot of value add. So if you want to get a better price point with these creators, add in some values, like maybe some product, things like that. But the way to reduce the price on videos, like how we do it is we position ourselves to be able to lower our price point for our creator's budget is by adding more videos or deliverables. So like, that's another great way. So for instance, like, let's say one of our creators is $5,000 per post, you know, we, we might be able to do an $8,000 deal by adding two TikToks and uh, Instagram posts and story. So it's a little bit more expensive than just one post, but you're getting more bang for your buck. What we've also been doing with our creators, which is, which is interesting. I don't know if any other like management team is doing this with working with agencies or brands is we're adding a guarantee to some of our stuff as well. So what we find is that a lot of brands are, they don't want to fork out these big budgets, but if there's a guarantee around it, they're a lot more willing to accept it and go for it. And I think like as us, as a business, if I was to spend money, I kind of want to know that I'm going to be reaching a certain target threshold. So what we've been saying is like, Hey, for 10,000, I know that's a huge budget for you. But what we're willing to do is make sure we're going to hit a 2 million view mark. And if we don't, we're actually going to make a second video for free. And so I think that is something that you, you know, a brand might be able to negotiate with a talent. And I think it's fair for them to ask is saying, Hey, what do you think your video by creating it this way will reach? Is there any way for us to throw a guarantee in there? A brands are a lot more willing to accept a higher budget or whatever if they know they're going to get something because their bosses are going to ask too, right? Like a lot of times it's not up to the person reaching out. They have a whole team that is like, what, where are you spending our money? And if they have something to back up is really helpful. So we're seeing that as well is adding that guarantee really helps be able to drive more, but there's a lot of really awesome smaller creators who are, are just getting started, who are getting great views. They're really good. Uh, targets for brands that don't have those big budgets and and also like figuring out how to create content on your own is really cool that i think a lot of brands miss out is not being able to just make content themselves too yeah i think that's a uh, really cool that they are doing that because i think that is one of the biggest fears uh for for brands jumping on tiktok is they hear well some videos get 10 million views but others only get you know, fifty thousand views so how do i know yeah. where where my money's gonna gonna end up and i think that's really awesome that uh that y'all are doing that and that's yeah. something that we suggest a lot too, is with a creator video, and this varies a little bit, especially as they are bigger creators and have larger reaches, but you never know exactly how the video is going to perform. So exactly. getting the rights to those videos so you can get as much mileage out of them as possible. Maybe that's yeah. posting it on your organic or your other social platforms and then using it as ads all of a sudden you've been able to take this video and use it in a lot of different ways. So you're getting more value out of it. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that's really important. We always tell uh, clients as well, look, the price that we reflect has usage, right? So they're able to use those for their own content. Um, and we make sure that we send them a copy like watermark free if necessary. Um, and, and sometimes we even have it like we send them the copy with no sound associated to it. So that way they can add their own commercial library sound on top of it. So yeah, working with a brand, like working with a, a client, like a, a content creator and asking them, can you do these things for me is really important because sometimes the creator has no idea either. Like you have to just ask them if they can do these things. And most creators are willing to like say, yeah, absolutely here, take the rights to this. And you need a watermark free video here. Like I'll make sure I save those things for you. And sometimes the brands don't ask that and they ask later. But it's important to just be up front and get those things that you need. Love that. And lastly, I wanted to get a sense of what if you're a smaller business and you might just be getting onto TikTok. You don't have a huge marketing budget. Well, obviously, some of these big names are not going to be in reach for you. Mm-hmm. Is there a play for them to still work with smaller creators? Uh, what type of you know budget is necessary more on the smaller creator front? And what should they be thinking about if they want to enter the influencer space? Yeah, for sure. I like to remind brands as well, like no matter how small a creator is, you kind of have to look at like, yes, there could be products related where you exchange products and stuff. But you have to remember, it does take time and effort for these smaller creators to be able to make these videos. I honestly believe as like, Yes, I work with some big ones, but small ones I believe deserve some sort of price, even if it's like $300 or something to work with a creator to get good content from them. Asking somebody to do like a video in exchange for a $10 product, I don't feel like is very, I I always say it's kind of a little bit disrespectful to a creator. But if you don't have that much, you got to be unique. And, And how I like to say this too, is you can even reach some bigger tier creators if your product is something that they're passionate about. So doing your research and saying, hey, these creators are are really passionate about this product. Well, I have a product that's very similar to them. I'm going to start building those relationships. And I think instead of coming at them right away with like, hey, let's create a video, maybe start building those relationships. And it takes a little bit more time reaching out to them saying, hey, like, hey, I just watched this video. It's really good. I loved it. And then a creator, when they find that, that the, you care about them, they're, I'm telling you right now, they will drop their budgets immensely and sometimes are willing to even throw in an extra video for free and and we see it a lot so brands that come at them and say hey i see you're a huge fan of of us or this product we'd love to do this and they start building those relationships maybe over a couple weeks now our creators wants to create video content for them and they're like hey we know your budget's only like 500 bucks even though my rates are 10 grand i'm gonna do it and i see it a lot i mean we've had some of our top top tier creators drop them down to like micro influencer levels just because of how that relationship has transpired. And then as the brand starts growing and gets that affinity, then their budgets increase to be able to work with that talent over time. So I think like spending time with building relationships, you can find creators that are willing to be in within your budget no matter what. Yeah, I think that makes a lot of sense. And it kind of goes back to what you were saying earlier in the podcast about you know, crafting those emails to be very personal and not just doing uh, doing copy and paste. Yeah. Um, On the, uh, you know, kind of creator side, do do you have any advice for creators that are potentially struggling to, to find brands to work with and what they can do potentially to get more brand deals and, and do more TikToks for brands? 
Absolutely. I think as a creator, you got to put in the time and effort. A lot of times people think they're just going to come to me if I'm making this content. Well, for one, what content are you creating? So I tell a creator, make a list of even your top 10 brands you would dream to work with, figuring out and now figure out who are those 10 competitors that are smaller on the like smaller level and what are they doing? Now go back and look at the content that they're producing or working with. What creators are they working with and what does their content look like? Now start structuring your content to fit within that mold. So then you can send them a video and it's very important. You always have to be like outreaching for yourself. If people are not reaching out to you, go reach out to people. I, people get back to you. I'm telling you that it's, it's, it does happen a lot more than you think. Send them a video idea of what you've created and tag them in it as well. So that way the brand can say, wow, I actually can visualize my, our brand with you now. Let's go ahead and start a collaboration or work together or figure out how we can do this. And that's really important because sometimes people are making really crappy content. And so when a brand looks at it, they're like, we don't see ourselves here at all. Like, sorry, like you might be a fan. We just don't see how this will work. So really, you know, harnessing your, your videos to target what you're wanting to work with really helps. And there's a lot of really cool um, things out there you could look for. There might be some products out there where you can sign up to get deals and things like that. But uh, it's really gearing your content to fit within the brands you're looking to target is really the most important thing I can say for a content creator. Fantastic. This has been incredibly helpful. And there's so much value. It's so interesting to get somebody that works so heavily on the creator side and to hear what that looks like, especially for a brand when you're not usually thinking about that and just the different steps you can take to have a successful influencer campaign down the road. So this has been incredibly helpful. And I want to thank you so much for joining us on the podcast. Where can our audience find you? And is there anything you want to plug? Yeah, awesome. So our agency, if you're looking to uh, work with us, you can find us under Project Z and it's P-R-J-T-Z Talent. Dot com. Me personally, you can find me. I have my own socials. Uh, you can find me under my name, Kyle Kaplanis. That's K-Y-L-E-K-A-P-L-A-N-I-S. I'm on Instagram, TikTok, LinkedIn, uh, everywhere like that. And you can be able to come find me and reach out to me. I'm, I'm honestly open. I love answering people's questions. If a brand had questions on, on talking with uh, creators or anything like that, please come find me and emailing me as well. Awesome. Thank you so much, Kyle. And we will also put all of... Uh... Kyle's information in the uh, show notes so you can easily click on on any of his links and reach out directly to him with uh, any questions that you might have about working with creators. Thanks for joining us, Kyle. It's been great.